So this morning, one of the things that we've talked about and that you've heard is, is receiving the Holy Spirit, following the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? You know, when I read that passage earlier uh, out of Acts, why didn't Peter just say, you know, Jesus has paid for your sin. He wants you to receive him. And once you receive him, your sins are gone. Now go and sin no more. Just do the right thing. Well, the reason is, is because you need to know the deck is stacked against you. The deck is stacked against you. I mean, we've talked about the flesh this morning. You know, what are we talking about there? We're talking about that sinful nature. And, and thank the Lord that when we receive Jesus, we receive the Spirit. And Scripture teaches us we're able to walk in the Spirit and we don't have to follow that sinful nature. But you need to know, as long as you're on this earth, that sinful nature is there. And that sinful nature is always talking, right? Now, we don't have to listen. And, and, and we can, uh, when we focus on the Lord, when we focus on the Spirit, His voice can be so much louder in our life. But it's always there. And then the world, what are we talking about there? Yeah, we're, what, what we're talking about there is the world system, okay? Uh, scripture teaches that the enemy is still uh, reigning when it comes to the world system. So there's this world system around us that doesn't want us following the voice of Jesus. So it's always working against us. And besides that, one of the things that we're going to look at this morning is that even within the church, even within those who claim to follow God, there are those who hate those who would genuinely listen to Jesus and follow Him. Why? Because they're living in darkness, but, but they're, they're fully embracing this false image uh, that they don't want others to know about. They want others to praise them for following God, but they don't really want to follow God. And so there's this pressure that comes on us. Because as you seek to genuinely listen to the voice of God and to genuinely follow His Word and walk that out, you are going to have people around you who are sitting in church who claim to follow God and they're not going to like it. They're going to come at you. Uh, the scripture that we're going to look at this morning, this is exactly what happened to Jesus. Jesus was fully following the Father. He was fully listening to the Spirit. But when He would speak out about what truth was, the people around Him who claimed to follow God, who claimed to be close to God, they wanted Him dead. And so, right before the Scripture that we're going to read, you will see passage after passage where these religious leaders were coming to Jesus and they were trying to get Him to say something that they could press charges for and eventually kill Him for. Because they did not want to hear the truth. Now the sad news is, that hasn't passed. That's still here today. It's still all around us. But here's the good news. The good news is, is that the Holy Spirit is available for anyone who would give their life over to Jesus. And that Holy Spirit, when we trust Him, He is able to empower us and to carry us through to where we would continue to follow the voice of God. And when He says speak, we speak. When He says be silent, we be silent. When he says move, we move. When he says no, not yet, we don't do it yet. We stop and we wait. 
That's what it is to live out authentic faith. The scripture I want to look at this morning is Mark 12, verses 35 through 40. And in that, we're going to hear Jesus talking about this and and talking about the the, the difference in it. And, And one of the things that we're going to be talking about is seeking to honor God rather than receiving honor from men. I want you to know that, that you, you can receive a lot of honor. And when I say men, I'm talking about mankind, okay? You can receive a lot of honor from men and women um, when you go against the voice of God. In the church, you can receive it. Why? Because we like the big. We like the flashy. We, we like things that make us look good. And so if you make uh, others around you look good, guess what? You're going to get some praise. But sometimes, as a matter of fact, a lot of times, that is not what the voice of God leads us to do. Sometimes the voice of God leads us to say hard things. Sometimes the voice of God, and Jesus displays this, He says, don't say anything. And you're like, but God, they're saying bad things about me. They're saying untruthful things about me. And He says, you leave it alone. I'm going to handle this my way. And that's really hard to do because we want to stand up. We want to take control. We want to do something. But I want you to know that is not authentic faith. We are called to live authentic faith and authentic faith is following the voice of the Lord. It's following what the Word says even when culture all around us, and again, even in the church, is doing otherwise. And we're going to talk about some of those things. We're going to talk about some of those hard things that are going on right now where the church is just not following what the Word says. And to follow it is really to go against the grain, and it's to receive a lot of pressure from people around you. All right, Mark chapter 12, beginning in verse 35. And again, we're going to hear from Jesus in this Scripture And he's talking to his disciples, and he's giving them some direction, and he's going to be telling them, um, he's going to be telling them what uh, the example to follow and the example not to follow. I'm going to read, I'm going to try and read all the way through this, and then kind of come back, and um, we're going to look at some things within it. So, verse 35, it says, Later, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple, he asked, Why do the teachers of religious law claim the Messiah is the son of David? For David himself, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David himself called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? Now, what, what, um, what Jesus is introducing here to the people is he's introducing the fact uh, or confirming the fact that he is the Messiah. He is the Messiah in that he is in the lineage of of King David. That, that's his physical body, if you will, is in the lineage. But what he's bringing out here is that David, even though he was, you know, a great, great, great grandfather, David, Jesus, his son, is also his Lord. Because Jesus is God. 
That's what he's bringing out here. And so he's bringing out that the religious leaders are teaching um, that, that the Messiah would be the son of David. But what he's bringing out here is that he, in fact, is that person. But the religious leaders, they're not acknowledging it. They're not accepting it. And again, I, I don't have time to go through it. But if you were to go up through the chapters right before this, you're going to read over and over how the religious leaders are coming at Jesus. They want to trap him. They want to kill him. That's what they're doing. Jesus is taking the disciples here and he's trying to open their eyes to what's happening, what's going on. All right, I want to continue reading. It says later in verse 37, the large crowd listened to him with great delight. Then in verse 38, Jesus also taught Beware of these teachers of religious law. Why? I mean, some of the things that they teach are accurate. They were teaching this. That part was accurate. For they like to parade around in flowing robes and receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces. And they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the head table at the banquets. Yet... They shamelessly cheat widows out of their property and then pretend to be pious by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be more severely punished. Now, one of the things I want to touch on just initially right at the end there, I want you to notice that it says they will be more severely punished. One of the uh, untruths that gets passed around the church is that everybody gets the same punishment. It's not true. Now, we don't understand what it's going to be, but over and over, Scripture makes it clear that, that the same punishment doesn't go to everyone. Now, if you don't receive Jesus and, and His blood doesn't cover you, you don't get to go with Him. There's a place called health. Scripture does teach that. But within that, the level of punishment, He makes it clear it's different. Again, we don't know the details, but it is different. Why is it, why does he say for them it's going to be so much more severe? Well, it's partly because they know the truth and they've refused it, but also because they claim to know the truth and, and they're, 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 they're choosing to hide their sin. I want you to hear this this morning. There is nothing that the blood of Jesus can't take away in your life. But you also need to know this. If you are unwilling to acknowledge it, if you're unwilling to acknowledge it and, and you won't even acknowledge it before the Lord, the Lord's sacrifice can't take care of that. If you say, no, this is not sin, there's nothing that the Lord can do about that. So I want you to hear this this morning. Uh, uh, the, again, this is what inauthentic faith is. Inauthentic is when we cover things up and we say, no, no, that's, that's not sin. Because I guarantee you they were covering this up. They were saying things like, well, you know, that's just business, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that she wasn't able to, you know, pay her bills and so on. But if I let her get away with that, then, you know, so this person over here, they'll try something and so on. So it's the right thing for me to do to take this widow's property who lost her husband and now has no income and, you know, can't provide for herself. Well, what's going to happen to the widow? Well, hey, that doesn't matter. That, that's not my responsibility. This is just business. 
That's exactly some of the things that would be coming out of them. But you need to hear this. When we make those excuses and we say, no, it's not sin, it doesn't matter if we make pious, long prayers where everybody can hear us. The blood of Jesus is not going to cover us. It doesn't matter if we give money in such a way that, that other people see it and we take pictures and we post them on social media of us you know, serving and giving things to people. When we are unwilling to acknowledge our sin, it doesn't matter. And as a matter of fact, this declares that our punishment is going to be more severe because we are trying to block it. But here's the other part of that. The other part of that is that those people who are involved in that, and we all have to fight this, all of us, this, because nobody likes to acknowledge their sin. We, we, we just, it's, 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 <laughs> I was telling somebody this earlier, it's so embarrassing. Um, my wife and I were uh, talking with an older couple that does some mentoring with us, and in that conversation, we were kind of going back over some of the things that we've been through in our marriage um, because um, you know we're still getting to know them more and more. And as I went over some of my sin, <laughs> I got to tell you afterwards, I wanted to climb in a hole somewhere. I mean, I'm just like, it's, it's just so utterly embarrassing. And I want you to know this morning that that is the case for anyone who will actually acknowledge their sin. To the person who doesn't feel that, they're not acknowledging their sin. They're trying to cover it up. They're saying things like, oh, well, you know, I'm not perfect. Oh, I've made some mistakes, you know. Need Jesus to take care of some of these little things over here. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not the case. We, by nature, are selfish people. Every one of us. Every one of us. But here's the thing. If you will acknowledge it, you can be set free. But that's exactly what these people didn't want to do. But the other part of that is, is that as you walk that out, and as you speak out truth, you are going to be hated. And, and so the pressure around you is to live an inauthentic faith. The pressure around you is to go along with the crowd and to be deceptive and, and to cover up your sin. And when you do that, you, you get to enjoy some praise from the people. But when you come out and you're open and honest with your sin, here's what it does. It shines a light in the darkness, which is able to set other people free, but it also shines a light on the people that don't want the light shined on them. So they have a choice to make. They either repent or they come after you. Well, what happened with Jesus? Well, Jesus saw both. Jesus saw people around him repenting because the light was there. They were convicted. And, and so they were rescued and they were saved. But you need to know this. There were also people around him who hated him. Who hated him. Even though he was there to save them. He, he, he wasn't there to bring oppression or anything else. But when the Father and the Spirit told him to speak truth, he spoke truth. And so because of that, they wanted to kill him. So we've got to fight that. Even when we've got people around us, you know, the money thing, 
That's a big thing, right? Uh, I mean, we, we have a, um, an easy time being deceptive with that. I mean, in this culture that we live in, we're all about business and succeeding, all right? And if we have to step on a few people along the way, well, you know, that's their problem. They need to work harder. They need to be smarter with their money. I mean, we, we, we have people who um, charge outrageous interest rates. I mean, just, just insane interest rates that take people who are in a desperate spot and they put them to where they can't climb out of the hole. But hey, you made a few bucks on it, right? Uh, the whole gambling thing. I mean, that's just, that's just going gangbusters, right? What's that all about? Well, ultimately, it's about taking money from people um, who don't really understand how to manage their money and taking more of it away from them. That's really what the system is all about. Oh, but hey, but we can do good things with it. You know, we can help out with the school out here. And, you know, maybe we can help out with the police department, fire department, whatever it is. And we'll take our picture and, you know, with big checks. And we'll all look good. And people will go, yay, look at them. They're, they're getting money. Well, what, are these, what about these lives over here who get smashed? Well, you know, you know forget about it. You know, one of the things that the enemy is absolutely against is, is family, all right? And, and that's, you know, family is one of the structures that, that God gave us. You know, even in the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? There, there's, there's a family there. And so one of the things that God has given us is the family unit. In the very beginning, what did He create them? He created them male and female, right? Why? Because He was making a family unit. And, and who else was there? The enemy. And what did he want to do? He wanted to destroy that. He wanted to destroy the family. He wanted to destroy the relationship that they had with the father. And was he successful? In part. Because guess what? The kids that Adam and Eve had, what happened to them? One of them killed the other, right? How did that happen? Because they chose not to follow the Father. They chose to listen to the whispers of the enemy and it destroyed their family. Well, guess what? It's still happening today. The enemy is still trying to destroy family. How does he try to destroy family? Well, you know, he, he says things like, well, you get to choose your gender. Uh, you know, you, you can have uh, uh, homosexual relationships. You know, it's all about love. It's all the same thing. You know, and by me saying these things, there's some people who want to hurt me okay they, 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 they hate that but I don't hate them I'm just wanting to share what God says because this is how we protect the family that the enemy wants to destroy but we've got to be willing when God says to stand up to say something but what's happening well we're we're partially um, unable to do that because of this uh, because we are oftentimes following our own desires. You know, one of the things that Scripture teaches is that we would not be in a sexual relationship outside of marriage. But you know what? That's like unheard of. Like, like that's not, like in the church, that's like just unheard of. I mean, nobody, I mean, I, mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's, it's crazy. Nobody even thinks about it anymore. So what's happening with that? Well, the enemy is saying, follow your own desires. And then when we say, okay, and we cover up our own sin, well, then when there's something over here and God is saying, that's, that's hurting, uh, we need to speak up. Well, I can't because I'm covering this up. 
Well, guess what? I stand before you this morning a sinner. I've got, I've got sin in my life. I constantly need the blood of Jesus. But how am I able to stand and proclaim something? Because I'm going to be open about it. I'm going to be open about it. And sometimes I'm not, and sometimes it takes me a while to get there because I, it's, it's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. But I want you to hear this this morning. If you and I are going to walk out authentic faith, we've got to be able to be open about our own struggles. Even though people around us you know, that are being deceptive would want to use it to just cream us. That's where we've got to say, God, this is yours. You're calling me into it, and so I'm just going to step into it. But it's not easy, because even in our little town here, and all the way up to the you know, highest ranks of our nation, even in our little town here, we experience what we're seeing right here. You know, Those who are at the top, the religious leaders, political leaders, all that. There's all kinds of deception where, where people claim, you know, again, they're posting verses on Facebook and you know, doing different things. But, but there are things that they are covering up. And, and, and even if you go to them in love and say, hey, listen, this, this, this is hurting people. We, we need to do something about this. I'm not here to you know, hurt you, take you down, but we need to do something about this. Listen, <laughs> I've found that they will come at you. They will come at you. This is real. But what do we do? Well, we got to ask God, God, what do you want me to do? And just say what he says, what he tells us to say, and we leave it in his hands. That's what Jesus did. That's what the disciples did. That's what he's calling every one of us to do. So here's the question. What, what things right now are, are you listening to the enemy about? Are there some things that you're, you're covering up? And by the way, I'm not condemning you. I get it. I totally get it. Um, but what I'm telling you is, is that there's a way to freedom. And the way to freedom is to invite the light. Confession. Okay, James talks about there's healing when we confess to one another. And so we find people that we can trust, that we can open up to. Why? Because it brings the light in and it takes away the power of the darkness so we can begin to walk in the light. And then maybe God's telling you uh, to trust Him in some areas. And maybe that means you speaking up somewhere. Maybe it means you not speaking up and, and just trusting Him. I don't know. It, it, it could be both at the same time that God's doing in your life. But God's calling you to live authentic. It's not easy, but that's why we've been given the Holy Spirit. When you surrender, you get to see the Holy Spirit do things that you can't do yourself. But when you don't surrender, you block it. You don't get to see that. But when you surrender, when you confess, and when you say, God, I give you this, you get to see him move. I want to see him move more in my life. Um, I believe you want to see more in your life. So I want to encourage you, surrender. You know, if there's a place that you're not being obedient, do it. I don't care how long you've been doing the opposite. Do it. Do whatever it takes. Begin talking about it. Work up your courage and then start taking steps towards that. You will never regret it. Father, thank you um, that you empower us through your spirit to be able to walk out this life you've called us to. And it's not easy, Lord. Life is a matter of choosing your heart. This is not easy. But Lord, with you, we are guaranteed victory when we surrender to you. We are guaranteed it. 
because it's not conditional upon us. It's all upon you. But the one thing you ask is surrender. And all of us here, whether we've made that initial surrender or not, you're calling for more and more surrender. And so I pray for every person here, they wouldn't walk out of here without surrendering more in some way, however it is you're calling them to that. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.